Hey guys, if you want the latest and top stories, go to sarahacarter.com. That's sarahacarter.com. Don't forget the A or you'll end up at someone else's site. sarahacarter.com. You can also check out the podcast page and download the Sarah Carter Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, we have former head of the uh, House Intelligence Committee, probably one of the greatest Americans to serve in Congress, Devin Nunes, on the show with me today. It's big, big show, right? Why? Because Devin is now the CEO of Trump's media empire. And we want to talk to him about everything. We're going to talk to him about what's going to happen with this new platform called Truth, which is uh, you know, a very similar style platform that we've been seeing on Twitter as well as Parler and Getter. But guess what? It isn't going to censor you. They are not going to ostracize you. They are not going to punish you publicly. And this is huge because this is a new platform right now that is getting started, revving up. Why? Because we need to be able to speak to one another. We need to be able to talk about our ideas freely because we've got midterms coming up and we've got 2024 around the corner. It moves really fast. And I'm also going to talk to Devin about um, the Durham report, you know, all of the reports coming out now pointing right at Hillary Clinton, right? Everything we've been saying to you for the last five years on Sean Hannity's show, we're going to be talking about that. And by the way, you know, if it wasn't for Congressman uh, Nunez, and I'm going to call him Devin now, if it wasn't for Devin, and if it wasn't for Cash Patel, and if it wasn't for us just hounding and digging and pounding to get the information, to get the truth to the American public, I don't think any of this would have ever come out. And I think that the Democrats, and we're going to talk a little bit about this in detail, uh, you know, really believed that Trump would lose. And they thought that they would be able to cover up all their malfeasance. And because Trump won, they just dug themselves a deeper and deeper and deeper hole. And we were able to see that. But uh, Devin Nunes has got a bunch of big surprises for you on this show. He's going to give you a couple little revelations here and there about what happened with that Durham investigation, a little tease that I don't think you will want to miss. Um, And we are going to discuss Russia as well as, you know, everything that we need to talk about, the emergency powers, Justin Trudeau, um, what he's doing to the Canadian truckers, how they can just go ahead and seize banks, bank accounts, take away their livelihoods and stop providing services, right? For, for the hardest working people of the country? What is going on with Canada? What is going on with Prime Minister Trudeau? You do not want to miss it. Look, please follow and subscribe. Get all the links at sarahacarter.com. Don't forget the A, sarahacarter.com. And while you are there, sign up for our email list so that you don't get shadow banned. What are we going to be talking about today? The reason why Devin Nunes had to start with Trump, a whole entire media empire, separate and I think awesome because competitive, to all these others, behemoths, organizations that have been basically running the world and try to narrate and dictate our lives is because we don't have that freedom of speech. We don't have that ability to speak to each other anymore. And we don't want to be shadow banned. We're not going to allow that to happen. Our voices mean something. Folks, now is a critical time to be vigilant in the defense of freedom. There is no better way to do so than by joining the Association of Mature American Citizens. I talk about AMAC all the time. I love AMAC. 
Why? Because AMEX stands up for the same values that we believe in, that we espouse. You know, fighting the good fight against reckless government spending, you know, the expansion of the federal government, helping small businesses proper, securing our borders, supporting our military, and really respecting our veterans, just like my husband, Marty. By joining AMAC, you are taking the first steps to saving the America you love. AMAC offers an alternative to just about every benefit that that other group offers, but without the liberal agenda. You don't need the liberal agenda. Don't be swayed. Don't be bamboozled by, you know, that other group. I stand with AMAC. I hope that you will too. I encourage you to join today at amac.us slash Carter. That's amac.us slash Carter. The benefits of membership are great, but the cause is even greater. Join today at amac.us slash Carter. Let's talk about this. What happened in Canada again? Because I think it is reflective of what we are seeing across the globe and what has happened here in the United States. And I've been texting back and forth with my new Canadian friends, my brothers and sisters, I say, in, in the fight for liberty and freedom. And it really is a fight for liberty and freedom. Don't allow the leftist media to make it seem like this is kind of a fringe, weird group of people that don't understand, that are uneducated, that we're just some kind of, you know, idiots for not doing exactly what they say. We are not idiots. We know exactly what's going on here. Our governments are encroaching into our freedoms, into our ability to, to live a, a normal life a prosperous life. And when a government says to you, to me, hey, if you don't do what I say the way I say it needs to be done, I can, you know, and that government can come in and seize your bank accounts as Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who aka could be related to Fidel Castro. Just kidding. <laughs> I know if you listen to my last podcast, I went through the whole conspiracy theory. It was really funny. But Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who did wear blackface, that is not an onion headline. That is a man who, when he was younger, wore blackface over and over and over and over again and can't even remember how many times he did it. He called the truckers racist. He put down the people that work hard for his country, the farmers, the French Canadian farmers, the truck drivers, the people that are doing everything they can to ensure that food reaches our table and the tables of our Canadian brothers and sisters. What a shame. Listen to this. This is Canadian Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland. And just listen to her condescending voice right here. As of today, a bank or other financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court order. In doing so, they will be protected against civil liability for actions taken in good faith. Federal government institutions will have a new broad authority to share relevant information with banks and other financial service providers to ensure that we can all work together to put a stop to the funding of these illegal blockades. This is about following the money. This is about stopping the financing of these illegal blockades. We are today serving notice. If your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen. 
the insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. Send your semi-trailers home. The Canadian economy needs them to be doing legitimate work, not to be illegally making us all poorer. You know what? You know what, Deputy Prime Minister? It is your government and people within our own government here in America that have trampled the constitutions, that have trampled our Bill of Rights, that have trampled our human rights. Maybe we should freeze your accounts. How do you like that? How about when lawmakers don't do their job, we just freeze their accounts and take away their jobs from them? Just say, oh, yeah, you guess what? You just violated the Constitution. Therefore, you are now fired. These people act like tyrants. They are acting like we don't have any say over our own lives, like we're their slaves in a way. They can do whatever they want. They can take away access to our bank accounts. They can seize our vehicles. They can destroy our lives. There were so many people there worried that the um, social services was going to show up and take their children from them off the streets because a lot of the truckers had their families come and visit them. Many of them on the weekends, a lot of them were staying in hotels. The children weren't sleeping on the streets. Some of the kids were sleeping with their dads in their trucks, but the trucks were running and, you know, they were visiting their mom and dads and they were standing up for something that is really, truly worth fighting for. And that is liberty. I loved sitting out there. I loved listening to the people talk. I loved seeing the fact that so many people around the world are like, guess what? You could take away my truck. You can seize my bank accounts, but I am not going to move. You, my friend who work for me, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, that is you. You're working for the people of Canada. They are not working for you. They are speaking loud and clear. They want an end to these mandates, these overly stringent, ridiculous mandates that have tied up your economic system, that have tied up the economic systems of the world. And by the way, you could thank China for that, right? And then, of course, all of our government's decision-making after that. It's not the truckers that are tying up the economy. It's our governments. Our governments have tied up the economies, have, have made our children miserable. We've seen skyrocketing addiction rates. We saw skyrocketing suicide rates during the lockdowns. And what, what did we find out in the end that the lockdowns really didn't even work? Right? And we're still flying around with these stupid masks. At the airports, going everywhere, you got to wear your mask. Even though we know the CDC has told us, it's basically right out there, these cloth masks don't work. N95s that are fitted, that are fitted, work. Yeah, they work, but we're not doctors. What are we going to go to a doctor's office and have them fit us for an N95 mask? This is just out of control. I am so proud of our Canadian brothers and sisters. I am so proud of what they have done. I'm so proud of what they have done. And could this happen in the United States? Yeah, this could. Could they just squeeze us? Could they force us? Could they seize our bank accounts? Look, I think the left is shaken in their boots. I think that's why we've seen so many Democrat states 
flip a switch on this, right? And basically all of a sudden are like, oh, okay, yeah, now let's back away. We don't need to worry about these mandates anymore. Uh, it's all better now. Follow the science, my ass, right? <laughs> Follow the science. It's all better now because elections are coming up. It's just crazy, guys. We have to be willing to see through the lies. And we really, and I'm not saying we shouldn't have been afraid in the beginning. We shouldn't have had some concern about where, what this virus is, what, what it could do. But we have to be calm. And we can't allow, we can't believe that a government that really doesn't care about us is going to do better for us than we are going to do for our own families. Right? We know what we want to do and what we need to do to protect our families. We cannot turn over all of our human rights just because we're afraid. We, we just shouldn't do that. We just shouldn't do that. I want you to think about this right now. I talked about what, what could this happen in the U.S.? Well, people are still being ostracized, right, by the left, by the elitist. I call these the elitist. You know, the Washington Post, the New York Times, um, the MSDNCs, all of these people that think they know better than you, Right. And now there's a story out there, and this is just incredible. This is in the Washington Post, is literally contacting small donors, even people that gave as little as $40, and asking them why they are supporting the Canadian truckers. You know what they're doing? They're just harassing them. They're not going to write a balanced story. They're not going to sit there and tell you a story that's like, oh, this is very balanced. We're going to tell you this great story about why folks support these Canadian truckers. They're not doing that. We know the reason why. Don't let them harass you. Just ignore it. If the Washington Post, you donated to a trucker, just ignore it. Don't worry about it. That reporter will find someone else to talk to. I mean, this is just crazy. This is just crazy. One thing that isn't crazy, though, I, I know you guys have heard him on my show before. Um, Jerry W. Torres, he was on the show. Jerry is phenomenal. He's a great friend. He's somebody that I have a lot of respect for. He's had a distinguished career in the military. He was first in the U.S. Special Forces, and then um, he was a business executive. He's a philanthropist. Um, he has worked to defend and preserve the values that make America great. I mean, there's just... I can't say enough about Jerry. Jerry was able to get an interview, though, with U.S. Army General Robert Wood, and this is regarding uh, Russia and whether Russia would still invade Ukraine. We have heard from President Biden, although I don't want to put too much credit in this, but who knows? It's probably very plausible and very possible because Biden's put us in that direction that Russia will invade Ukraine at any time. And that's very concerning to me. But what Putin may love more, according to this interview um, Jerry had with General Wood, more than invading, is making the world think he will invade. It's a game. It's a mind game. That's what retired U.S. Army General Robert Wood told my good friend, um, uh, former Green Beret Jerry Torres. I want you to listen to this uh, recent conversation he had with him. So in this position of forces, I think it's important to understand that uh, they are ready and able and capable uh, of launching an, an attack. However, I think right now there's a lot of demonstration and staging going on that signals to NATO and signals to the world that uh, Putin is, is back on the stage. This world stage is something he enjoys. It's good for his public consumption at home. Uh, 
it demonstrates his power uh, in the region. And I think it's actually added to his ability to attract China, as we've seen lately, uh, to become a closer ally. It's a really important point. And I think um, General Wood brought up a very, very important point that the U.S. intelligence community, as well as the U.S. military, is taking a very close look at. This is what Vladimir Putin does. Vladimir Putin, former FSB, right? Former KGB. He knows how to play these mind games. He knows what he is doing. And right now, especially with China and building up that strong allegiance with China, that strong alliance, that is going to play significantly into how the U.S. handles this situation in Ukraine. And what they want to do is scare us. And the reason they can do that now is because we have a weak president. We have somebody in office who is weak. Listen to this. Here's what's also very interesting. General Wood says Russia would probably roll over Ukraine's military. But what comes next could be a nightmare for Putin, could be a nightmare for all of us. Listen to this. I think this uh, conflict, if it starts, is going to be short and sharp and extremely deadly. If you look at the nature of the systems and the opposition of strengths and weaknesses against the Ukraine forces, I, again, I think it'll be short, sharp, and extremely bloody, but it's not going to stop quickly. Uh, I think there will be a counterinsurgency or we'll have, a, after the conventional stage, they call it a guerrilla war. It'll be really about uh, the people of Ukraine who've experienced freedom, who understand what they can gain and what they're about to lose. I think they're going to face a long-term fight, something like they've faced in the eastern end of Ukraine, and now see it with a broader population. So it might start quickly, be bloody, but I think it'll last much longer than uh, Russia would prefer. Uh, and I think Putin knows that. Sure, he knows that. And Putin also knows that he can utilize these proxy groups as painful as it's going to be for him. Imagine what's going to happen in Europe. Imagine how these Ukrainian insurgency groups or proxy groups are going to be utilized. And imagine what people can utilize them for. I mean, they could literally make it look like these insurgency groups are doing damage in Europe, right? Because Putin want, is going to want to come out in the end looking like he's the good guy. Yeah, it's really a nightmare. I agree with General Wood. Uh, what happens after a bloody battle could be far worse than the short bloody battle itself. Folks, you know and I know that Mike Lindell actually cares about our country. He's a true, true patriot, and he loves giving great deals. Well, when you go to MyPillow.com, click on my listeners page and enter the promo code Carter. There are more than 20 deals for you to choose from, all from Mike Lindell. My pillows as low as $19.98, slippers at 50% off, my pillow towel sets at their lowest price ever, only $39.99, 60% off Giza Dream Sheets with a price as low as $39.99, and you get a free book. You get Mike Lindell's free book with the promo code Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R. -E you will find all these offers and so much more at MyPillow.com. I want you to click on Radio Listener Square and use the promo code Carter at checkout or call 1-800-685-7221. Right now, every order using promo code Carter will receive Mike's new book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, free. MyPillow.com. 
promo code Carter or call 1-800-685-7221. Don't forget, code Carter for your free book. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And now without any further delay, I've got former California rep, Devin Nunez. He served as the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. He's a great friend of mine and was one of the people who really helped blow the lid off the Russia hoax. He is now CEO of the Trump Media and Technology Group. First of all, so great to have you back on. And I'm, I, I, it's like Congressman Devin Nunez, where are you? You are now head of, uh, you know, the big empire truth. Uh, the Trump Media Group. You're the CEO now. So should should I continue to call you Congressman Nunes or or should well, I call I you Devin? I never liked that or? title to begin with. It makes me <laughs> feel like a swampy creature. I always prefer Devin, Sarah. You know that. So yeah, I know I'm that's gonna, so I'm still going to go by that. That's so true. That's so true. Probably people that are listening don't know that. You know, um, Devin is one of the few people that in Congress, and and there's only a few of them that really called out the swamp. And actually, my husband was saying after he saw your interview with Sean Hannity. The other night we were both watching it um, with my good friend, Sean, our good friend. He was saying to, to me, you know, here's a guy that really knew how to represent the American people and his constituents. Here's someone that was willing to take the fight all the way, not back down. You never did. You never backed down. I remember early on when they were coming after you, Devin, I remember sitting there watching this like wave of media and these attacks coming from Congress. What do you think gave you that kind of strength? I think I know what it is, but what gave you the well, strength to continue well, I that would say fight? That, that that's one of the reasons why I moved over here to, to the Trump Media and Technology Group, uh, because I want to continue this fight. And you know, I got drugged back into the Russia hoax stuff this, during this past week, uh, which, look, I'm more than glad to go out and talk about, because we want to see uh, people pay a price for these major crimes to try to cl- put a closure to this dark chapter in American history. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know, but at the beginning of that, essentially, I knew that you know I had been the one that was critical of of how bad Obama and Biden were doing against Russia. I called it the largest intelligence failure since nine eleven two thousand one. That was early two thousand sixteen. So you Absolutely. can imagine if you fast forward and all of a sudden it's it's Trump and Russia, and then oh my God, there's all this new evidence. Well, I was chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. They weren't doing a damn thing about Russia. So don't sit here and say that, oh, yeah, there's Donald Trump's doing stuff with Russia if you could never show me one ounce of evidence, right? There was zero, nothing. So you basically knew right away it was made up. And then when they started right after that, when I started just raising basic questions of, hey, what, what do you have? Where's the intelligence at? And mm-hmm. you show me a bunch of P-tape nonsense. 
you know, and I'd been intel- around the intelligence world for Wait, long and, enough. And remember, I, mean, that- I just want to remind all of the audience because you brought up this is an important point. The P tape nonsense came out specifically because James Comey, James Clapper, and John Brennan went to Trump Tower in January of 2017 and purposefully briefed the president on it so that Clapper could then go ahead and leak it to CNN so that it could be a story. But, and the, but the thing about it was is that they all knew damn well that, that ha- there was no intelligence in that. Right, of course. No, there's no possible way you can't be at the level that all of those high-level people are at and ever have that anywhere near an intelligence agency. There was nothing in that that wasn't just quickly debunked almost immediately by a, you know, by a first-year FBI agent. So clearly they knew it was bogus. Uh, just, that's just the common sense test. And look, they've continued to evade uh, Durham. You know, we don't know if they're ultimately, well, I guess you had one lawyer that got caught lying to the FISA court. So it's going to be interesting to see how Durham puts all this together. But I guess just to put closure on this, Sarah, um, the, the way that I knew this is, is that it wasn't, you know, you had the P-tape, the Steele dossier, all that garbage. And then it wasn't shortly after that when I said, what the hell is this? And then all of a sudden they said, oh, well, Nunes must be a Russian agent too. And that's where I said, okay, this is enough of this bullshit. And I knew they were lying. It's just something that, uh, that I clearly knew was, was wrong. And the more that they attacked, the more that, and then there were very few journalists, you being one of the very few. Um, and just slowly we had to, uh, it, it was just a, a lot of hard work to get to the bottom of all of this. And of course, we've made 14 criminal indictments with, involving dozens of people that I've talked to about, about with you and your listeners on your show in the past. But I would say that I, I can say this, I never want to talk about what's in our indictments. I'm sorry, I'm calling them indictments, but um, uh, criminal referrals. I'm hoping Correct. they turn into indictments. I've been, I've been really curious. I know you're not going to talk about those criminal referrals in any detail, but you know, now that Durham's obviously let the cat out of the bag, I, we've been saying it from the very beginning, everything kind of points to Hillary Clinton. I don't know if she'll ever be indicted for anything. They call her Teflon Clinton, you know, Teflon Hillary. She's always seemed to put a lot of walls between her and and, and literally take people down. So the only reason she has people close to her is so that they could be the fall guys for her, in my opinion. What I was going to say is I don't want to really, I don't want to talk about what's in those referrals, criminal referrals, because I want Durham to be able to do his, his, his job. And there's a lot in those uh, that, you know, at some point, you know, those will all be disclosed once, it, once Durham finishes bringing whatever indictments he's going to be able to bring. The trial, you know, the trials begin and the trials end. Hopefully people brought to justice. I assume he'll have some type of report, or we may just see it like we're seeing it now. He may just throw everything out uh, during the trials, which would be fine. That'd probably be a proper way to do it. But what right. I was going to say is this latest fiasco that we learned uh, from this company with this uh, tech uh, executive one. Yeah, Joffe. Uh, who, who was highly placed being able to spy on Trump's apartment, Trump Tower, uh, President Trump while he's in office. I can tell you. That was not in, in our criminal referrals. So we did not know about this. And this is a whole other problem. How is it possible that this was hidden from all of us? I mean, that's, that's right. what's so bad about all this is, is that, you know, we had subpoenas out there. And so, you know, there's, it'll be really tough. But, you know, when you don't comply with a, a, a subpoena or you only partially comply uh, with, with a congressional subpoena, you know, you're really just, and then you miss, it's really misleading us. Right. Because they oh, had absolutely. to know we would have been really interested if some guys gleaning dirt 
and then making stuff up and feeding it into the FBI and CIA. We should have been able to interview uh, this company and get to the bottom of this company. It would have been a center point of our investigation, but we never that's found right. it. And that's really interesting. I remember when John Solomon and I actually broke um, part of the story that the FBI was basically poo-pooing the whole uh, pinging back and forth between Alpha Bank and the servers at Trump Tower. Um, the part that I don't think we did know was that there were also, like you said, that this company and that this Jaffe was basically also uh, monitoring the highway between the White House. Well, and they, Well, Sarah, I think what really happened there was is, is they did not want, they, you're exactly right. Uh, one of the few things the FBI was perfectly clear on from the very beginning, one of the very few things was, and it ends up they actually were not clear. We probably should have figured <laughs> right. this out at the time. They came out almost right away and said, oh, no, no, nothing here. Alpha Bank, servers, that's all nothing. We looked into that. Just, just don't look here, Congress. There's nothing. We don't have anything with this. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly they did because they, they, you know, this was a contractor of theirs or, or somebody they're associated mm -hmm. with. And clearly they knew a damn a whole lot about it. Well, that's I mean, why they didn't so want you should, looking it there. Should have been, it should have been uh, uh, obvious to us, but it wasn't. It was basically they got our, uh, you know, they kind of deflected us and turned us a different direction. And, you know, we might have found it had they not done that, right? I mean, they what the FBI should have said was, is, hey, uh, we didn't find anything to it, but you should know here's who brought it to us. And, and this is the reason why. About it, and you need to go look into this. And that would have led us right to Tech Executive One and this company. And, you know, that probably would have spearheaded. We don't even know how long they had access to the communications architecture at the White House. I don't know if that lasted a few months, a year or two. It is pretty clear to me now when I went out and, and eventually told uh, President Trump uh, that, look, you know, unmaskings were occurring improperly. It looks like mm -hmm. reverse targeting so that they could effectively spy on your campaign using uh, the intelligence apparatus. Um, little did I know I was essentially directly right over the target. You, know, you were directly over that. the target, and, yeah. and they could it see much, that path. It was much worse than, than, than just the unmasking. Well, you're absolutely right. One of the things that was interesting, and, I, and then I'll jump right over to your new job and, and all of the incredible work that needs to be done, I believe, uh, for the United States, and in order for us to keep our ability to be free, speak freely and not be censored, which is what you're in charge of right now. Um, I, I, you know, part of me still wishes you were in Congress, still wishes you were, you know, this, uh, you know, 2022 midterms that you would be heading the Intelligence Committee once again. But, um, but it's okay. I think you're doing God's work where you're going to be at. But one of the things that was interesting to me was the, I, I spoke to sources of mine that were connected to the NSA, sources that were former uh, intelligence community uh, personnel. and. One of the most interesting things is that, is that pinging, that highway system. They say when you're watching that traffic move across the internet, and they were saying, you know, like, like cars moving across a freeway, you can see what's classified. You can see where it's going. You might not be able to see inside those files, but you can actually see where they are going and how they are bouncing off each other and who's talking to who. So you can yeah. glean a lot of information off of that. Well, and, and look, we're not... We don't know what we don't know at this point. Right. But I would say that needs a whole lot more investigating. I just highly doubt just by, Me too. you know, because just when I think it can't get any worse, it gets worse. The position and the contracts that it appears this company holds uh, and the and tech executive won the position he had, he was well-placed across the entire communications architecture of the United States of America. So, look, I, 
I just highly doubt. I mean, they've tried to explain it away. The fake news has basically ignored this, and they're trying to explain it away typically like, oh, this was totally normal. Well, no, not as not only normal, but this company has to be looked at, all the contracts they have to be looked at. Congress should be demanding that now to make sure. I'm sure Durham has it all, and maybe ultimately Durham Do you Durham think it's possible? Do you think it's possible that this company may have had contracts with like hospitals or major hospitals or major? Uh, well, I think I. I mean, the little like the little because research- I, you can hide, you can hide files and files, right? I mean, under HIPAA laws, under different things. I mean, if you were looking at something and you didn't want someone else to look at it, couldn't you just swing it, put it in a car? Well, that's. I, I've been a look. I've been a little bit busy here in my in my new role that I know we're going to get to in a second, but just a little bit of reading that I've done. Um, you know, just kind of reading up on this company and this individual, um, it's pretty clear uh, that, that, you know, it wouldn't be hard to believe that this company has very high level, possibly very sensitive contracts uh, across all, all of the providers. I mean, look, that's just what I've read uh, just on the internet, which doesn't mean that it's true, but it does mean that uh, there's enough there that, that this company has clearly had uh, at least with circumstantial evidence, had access points all over the United States. And, and from there, Sarah, I can't really answer anymore because I just don't know anymore. I don't want to just talk out of school here. But that's, right. that would be where I'd be investigating if it were me. Oh, that's, that's a really great point. Okay, I'm going to jump right to it because I know I don't have a lot of time with you. And this is, to me, probably one of the most important moments in our history right now as we're coming up to the midterms, 2024 uh, presidency. We as Americans, so many people, I, I know all the listeners out there listening right now, feel that we are losing our voice um, in these social media giants. And now you're the CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group. Yay. I love truth, by the way. Um, tell me a little bit about that. What drove you there? And uh, what do you expect this well, to be fully pretty, operational? I, I, I see this as the fight of the century. And so, although I, you know, I really miss wearing ties uh, every day in Congress and wearing my 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 mask in Congress and having my <laughs> vaccine passport readily available to get into anywhere in Washington D.C., I really miss that, Sarah. But so much, no, just, yeah, just just kidding. Um, but look, this is a this is the fight of the century. Um, I was one of the first guys to be shadow banned on Twitter. Busted them back in seventeen eighteen timeframe. I watched them how they suppressed my followers. I watched how well I did on gaining followers on Rumble, which, you know, Rumble was basically, I was the first guy to be on Rumble in the whole country, really in the United States. I mean, any of any political, political figure. And, you know, quickly I ballooned up to 400,000 followers on a, on a platform that nobody had ever heard of. I mean, and now I'm almost at a million. So, and, you know, here I was on YouTube, you know, not knowing the difference. And I didn't know anything at that time. I thought, well, if I got 8,000 followers, that sounds like 8,000 great people. And little did I know, I was being so suppressed that once it just got out there and broke free, all of a sudden I had, you know, 800 and some, almost a million followers now on Rumble. I mean, it's just incredible. And so many other people like me have seen that happen, that phenomenon happen. Look at Joe Rogan. On the Rumble Look at what's happened to Joe Rogan. I mean, look at what's happened to Joe Rogan on Twitter. Yeah. And and so the same thing is true. So I watched, I watched what, 300,000 of my followers on Twitter get vaporized. Um, you know, Twitter's kind of just a dying, decaying place. And I had said that, look, this is, I'd been saying this and I warned about it in a book that I wrote back in 2020 called Countdown to Socialism, which I think mm-hmm. I might've came on your show and discussed. 
But I actually warned about this that the social media companies, it was bad. They were basically the funnel for what people receive in this country. So I don't really care about the, because, because being, having fought through it, it doesn't seem fair when you have 95% of the media that is left wing and working on behalf of people and you only have 5% that is maybe center to center, right to right. Um, I'll take that fight all day long because most of the 95% are pathetic individuals that are just getting paid under the table. Um, they're very predictable on what they're going to write. Um, and, and typically they're, they're wrong. I, I don't care about that. Like I, because you can you could just watch the Russia hoax, right. and you know eventually we were able to get the truth out just with that. But I mean, but they're still fighting harder, you. They're still fighting everyone on the right. I mean, even right now, let's talk about the with truth. I you can already see the same players, the same media outlets. You know, oh, it's it's just another platform. It's it's gonna you know it's not gonna do uh, as well as Twitter. They're already trying to. You know, they did the same thing with Durham this past week. It's it's a mind game they like to play with conservatives and they and they do a good job at it because there's so many of them. So but we so, have to so, overcome that. Yeah, and and what I was and I don't want to go on and on here, but but just simply watching Rumble and then being one of the first to go to Parlor and watching Parlor, I know the power of an open and free internet. And just to make it worse, when they kicked, so not only did they they bury the Hunter Biden laptop story, that likely right. swayed the outcome of the election. For sure, Facebook putting nearly half a billion dollars into nonprofits to go harvest votes clearly swayed the outcome of the election. Sure. But they also have just they they have they've stuck conservatives and independents into what I call the the internet ghetto somewhere where we can't even communicate with each other. So that's How really are we going to overcome that? How are we going to overcome that? Where they can't so, do what they did with, uh, with what, like what they did with Parler, or where we can have platforms that are protected with servers that we can put our platforms on. And by the way, I'm excited about Truth, but can we do something like Facebook too? Can we make it big? Let's get well, real we big do, here. We got, we got to do one step at a time. Um, so, <laughs> so basically, then when the kind of the final straw is when they kicked President Trump off of all of social media. Right. So at that point, I was running around the country last year saying, look, this has got to be fixed. We need a social media platform that can't be canceled. We need something that like Rumble, which is a YouTube alternative. We need something similar. Just it's a basic communications architecture platform. So that's why I left. That's why I'm doing this job, because I do believe it's the fight of the, of the century. President Trump asked me to come and do this job uh, because we just want to open the Internet back up. So this isn't it's really I mean, every day it's exciting. Uh, we've got people working 24-7 right now around the clock. I mean, and we are, you know, despite what the fake news con continues to say, it's kind of funny because I keep reading um, all of this fake news about how bad we are. We'll tell that to all the people who are already active on the platform. I think we've it's phenomenal. People, yeah, we've been bringing people on the platform. And now I sense like more excitement about this than in my early days on, on Rumble and some of the other alternative platforms. Uh, people are so excited. They're 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 posting a lot of content, and you know, and our goal is to make sure that we protect this infrastructure. Uh, we just we want to have high quality, as good as we can have, in a short amount of time. Make sure people are able to access the platform. That's our goal. So right now, we're trying to walk before we can run. Um, if we can be fully kind of open and operational by the end of March, um, where we're not having you know too many problems. That's going to be a tremendous success. And I can tell you, we're going to get on millions of Americans going to come on this platform. 
Oh, answer 100%. your question about Facebook. Yes. I mean, that would be something that we want to, we would want to add those types of tools down the road. Um, and there's so many other things. They're leaving the fairway wide open with this woke cancel culture. Like, I mean, look at what they're doing. I remember, I always tell the joke uh, of, look what they did to Gina Carano. So Gina Carano, mm -hmm. Mandalorian, uh, her and I and Dan Bongino, I think were the only ones on Parlor at the, at the very beginning. And, you know, she lost her job because she was, right. you know, a Trump, you know, and I'm not even sure she was pro-Trump, but she was just, you know, expressing conservative thoughts. So look what Hollywood's done. There's tremendous opportunities there. There's tremendous opportunities. I think you saw uh, just recently uh, with the Canadian uh, uh, freedom truckers. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, their money taken away. There's a lot. There's so many opportunities. But they're standing up. But they're standing up. Yeah. This is the reason why it's going to succeed, Devin. And this is why I believe it will succeed with you. Because even in Canada, while I was there, even under the threat of being their, their bank accounts being taken, their trucks being taken, their livelihoods being ripped out from under them, those Canadian truckers that I met, who were, by the way, nice, good people, not racist, not misogynist, just regular Joes with calluses on their hands from working a full job, you know, a tough job like the farmers. They did their job. They said they're going to stand up. They're not going to care. They don't care. They said, take my truck, take my bank accounts. We are not going to stop. And I, and I guarantee important. you too that, 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 the, that the freedom truckers right now are being suppressed across all of these social media platforms. They so are. This is why we're going to succeed because we're going to be here. We're going to be able to stay up. It's not going to be easy, um, but we're going to stay up. We're going to stay alive. And guess what? The Canadian uh, freedom truckers are going to be able to join our platform. Matter of fact, we already have an account that started. I don't know. I don't know whose account it is. I don't know if they're really affiliated with with the Canadian truckers. But but uh, you know, look, we're going to be that place uh, that everybody can come to. That place that's going to be not only family friendly. We're not going to see all the nasty, you know, illegal activity that you see on right. some of these other platforms. You're not uh, going to have Iran wanting to blow up Israel on your platform. That's basically. Well, we're not going to have like yeah, beheadings and 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 pornography right. and those types of things that nobody wants to see. But we're going to be a wide open public space like it should be, like the Internet was originally designed to do, where if you whatever your political ideas are, whether you love vaccines, hate vaccines, great. You can come to our platform and you can talk about it. Right. Oh, and you we're mean going to and we're not you know, you're, you're you're not going to get kicked off. And it's amazing how many people that are already on the platform that we're seeing on the platform that have long they've been off social media basically for the better part of a year or two. That's amazing right. Amazing that, people that are putting up uh, just uh, amazing videos that we're seeing on our platform so far. We're, I think people, as we continue to let people on, and you can go to truesocial.com right now. You can pre-order the app at the Apple App Store. We will get to you as quickly as we can, and we're going to try to roll this out, you know, over the next course of the next uh, several weeks. And and hopefully the goal is to to be wide open, uh, well, fully you, operational by the end of March. That's so awesome. You beat me to it because I was going to ask, where do people need to go to get to pre-order the app, to get on? I know it's going to be great. I know this is going to be successful. We're going to keep pushing it here at the Sarah Carter Show. And by the way, before I let you go, are you going to CPAC? Are you going to be I at CPAC? I am. Yes. yes. And it's, and you know I'm what? so it's excited. Like a, me too. <laughs> and it's like a bad penny that follows me around. Every time I was originally supposed to talk about uh, Trump Media and Technology Group, talk about True Social, but guess what? I just got changed. And it's not a bad thing, but so it's you're like a Russian cloud that just follows me around that I always <laughs> have to answer these questions. So I'm going to be on a panel. Lee Smith uh, is going to be gonna interviewing be myself and Cash Patel, who was our lead investigator on the Russia hoax. So I just can never get away from this damn Russia hoax. You're, you're never going to get away from it. You know what you should do is just get 
get Vladimir Putin on the line while you're there and just be like, dude, on just let it dial. all out. Yeah, I'm going to get him on speed dial. <laughs> just so get him on speed face, dial. Face, FaceTime him in right on my phone. Oh, wait, only Biden has that. Only Biden has that speed dial number right now. So thank you so much for being on the show, Devin. Cash Patel's awesome. I can't wait to see you all at CPAC. Uh, they're selling out. They basically sold out of all the premier tickets at CPAC. I went online to look at that and it was all gone. I'll be on Cash and I with the interview by Lee Smith. We'll be on Saturday uh, evening. Oh, that'll be just before uh, maybe, you know, somebody very big, some big VIPs are going to be speaking that night, maybe Sunday yeah. night, too. So yeah. very excited. And you're one of them. I'm not wearing a tie. This might be my first time last, you know, last few times I had to wear a tie at CPAC. No, no, no ties. <laughs> That's so good. I don't want to see you wearing a tie. You're not in the swamp anymore. Although I don't know because my, you know, my, my boss, uh, the you're president, you know, he's battle. like the man always wears ties. So I don't know, that, but so far he's, he's going to let me uh, not wear a tie. So hopefully he'll let me continue to do that. That is true. He is very particular. He is very particular about the way people dress. I get it. I get where he's coming from. I can't wait to see him speak. I can't wait to get to CPAC and just see everything. I think there's a big red wave coming. And I think uh, the Democrats need to be shaken in their boots right now. Yeah, well, and look, and I'll tell you this, Sarah, uh, we're going to be open to independents and Democrats too. So I think even right. they will be amazed. We already, we actually do have. I don't want to say it yet because you know they'll they'll let they'll obviously will let them say it themselves. But we do have some Democrats who've already committed to the platform. Some very you know very independent people that have committed to be on the platform. That's great. So you know it's exciting. You know we want to be. You know we're not going to censor them either, right? Yeah. So we want to see that interaction. So I'm you know we're not. I'm not Pollyanna here. I think most of uh, most of the fake news naysayers they're going to do. They'll probably get secret hidden accounts uh, and not really say who they are and they'll they'll be trolling over watching everything that goes on 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 uh, what is going to be the open and and free site to to open the internet back up true social yeah that's going to be awesome i can't wait to see who those democrats are maybe it's bernie bernie and his bread lines we're open to it you can brag about the bread lines all you want just give us an opportunity to slap them down and joy behar by the way she i bet if you send her an invitation i bet she might just be willing to say no. <laughs> Thanks so much, Devin, Thank for being you, on the show. Great, Thanks for taking great to be all with you. The... Thanks for all you do. Can't wait to see Devin at CPAC. I'm really looking forward to that. But before I get to my story on United States halting avocado imports from Mexico, I'm so upset about that. I want to tell you a little bit about Dr. Mike Fulgens. He's America's gold expert. And remember, I've told you before, he's the 2021 Numismatic Dealer of the Year. He is predicting silver prices will continue to rise as inflation and industrial use follow their upward trends. We've seen that. We've seen what's inflation, what inflation has been doing now. That's why his company, Universal Coin and Bullion, is offering a new 2022 genuine one ounce silver American Eagle coin at just $28 with free shipping directly to you. If buying American made products is important to you, these pure silver coins backed by the United States Mint will hit the mark. Silver is up over 40% in the past 30 years and is poised to go even higher. Silver and gold have traditionally been viewed as hedges, guys, against inflation, basically serving as a life insurance policy for your investment portfolio. Everyone should own a percentage of precious metals. So call Universal Coin and Bullion today at 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Be sure to mention me by name when you call. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD to get a tangible asset you can hold in your hand. Call Universal Coin and Bullion at 1-800-UCB-GOLD, and their expert team of representatives will help you order your $28 
American Silver Eagle coin today. 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Don't forget to tell them Sarah sent you. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, U.S. halts avocado imports from Mexico over concerns of inspector safety. God, do not tell me this is happening. What is going to happen to our avocados, right? The U.S. is suspending the avocado imports from Mexico. It's already sparking fears, uh, according to the New York Post, of shortages at grocery stores and restaurants. I already know our producer uh, for the show, Rich, has already gone out and just purchased like thousands of avocados. (laughs) He just wants to make sure he has them for his guacamole, for his barbecues. I do, too. I want those. Let me tell you a little funny story about avocados. This is really, this is really one of those Sarah stories. Only I can tell right now. Um, There was a prime minister of Pakistan. His name was Prime Minister Gilani. And when I was working at the Washington Times, uh, the prime minister uh, was holding a round table with us. And I had thought, honestly, I thought he had invited like all these different um, newspapers to come to his round table to ask him questions. I was trying to get through the Secret Service and I was running late because I couldn't get through um, the traffic in Washington, D.C. fast enough. I was feeling a little bit nervous about being late for this, uh, but I thought, eh, what the heck, you know, there's going to be the Washington Post, New York Times, everybody's going to be there. Lo and behold, I walk in and it's just the Washington Times and the Prime Minister, right? Thankfully, the Prime Minister was running a little bit late. Now, why do I bring up this story? It's because it was an avocado story. So I had just returned, I believe this was in 2010, I just returned from Pakistan, I was on a trip there, um, and I'm sitting across, the Prime Minister comes in, I'm getting ready to do the interview with him, and all of my editors are standing there, and the Prime Minister looks at me and he says, um, I probably won't have a very good accent, but I'll try, he says, oh, Sarah, I hear you are visiting my province, and I said, oh, yes, Prime Minister, I was, it was, it was phenomenal, I loved it, and um, While we were there, I had the most amazing, let me explain, I had the most amazing mangoes that I've ever tasted in my life. And I tasted them in Afghanistan too, and they said they were from Pakistan. He said, oh, those mangoes grow in my province. And I said, really? I said, why don't we have those mangoes in the United States? And he said, because no matter how hard I fight for it, I cannot get them through U.S. inspections, like to get cleared. He goes, even though they're they're good, there's nothing wrong with them. The United States requires all of these other hoops and loops and whatever else to get them through. It's just like what's happening in Mexico. I got to tell you that that story about Prime Minister's mangoes, that just lived forever in Pakistan because every time I went there, somebody brought up that story, even people that were never at that meeting. I have no idea why, <laughs> but this is very important. This goes to show you how important it is for us to have trade with our neighbors. And not only that, it's important for the other countries and it's important for us. It's important for us. I mean, we want it to be safe, right? 
But we also know that by supply, by buying products from our neighbors here in the West, you know, Western Hemisphere especially, getting products from Mexico brings jobs to Mexico. It also gives us some phenomenal avocados, folks. Best ever. Mexico accounts for nearly 83% of the U.S.'s annual supply of Haas avocados. Think about that. So anyways, it's a little story. It's a little bit of fun. It's a little bit of insight. Um, and I'm so grateful that you were on the show today. I'm so grateful that you were here listening. I think we've learned a lot from uh, Devin Nunes. I can't wait. to. I'm already on. I'm already on Truth. I'm telling you, it's a phenomenal platform. It's a phenomenal platform. And I can't wait for you to join me there. Um, I was able to see President Trump's first tweet on it. Thank God he has a voice again. Can you believe that these other platforms have totally knocked him, silenced him, a president of these United States? Well, they're not going to be able to do it there. And the only way that it's going to work is if you and I and every single one of us, every single one of us joins in, says no more to these other guys, start supporting the people that really are allied with us, right? And even those that disagree with us. We can be able, we can make decisions for ourselves. We do not need babysitters, folks. We do not need the White House babysitting us. We are grownups. I think we can take care of ourselves and we deserve the right to be free and we deserve the right to speak our mind. Thank you so much for being a part of the Sarah Carter Show. Remember to go to sarahacarter.com. That is where you can download um, all of our podcasts. You can also link up with all of my social media platforms soon to have truth on there. I am very excited. God bless you. God bless our great nation and God bless our Canadian brothers and sisters. Hi, it's Dana Lash, host of The Dana Show. Every day, I'm here to keep you up to speed on the most important stories and info that you need to know in your very busy life. And if you're always on the go and you want to stay connected, just download our daily podcast and take it with you. It's a great way to get up to speed on what you need to know and what legacy media may not be telling you. Visit danaradio.com and click on the podcast link or subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Fire for Fighting's John Andrasik has an answer. Talk to some managers and folks and, and I have and you know there's certain iconic artists that in other times would be writing these songs. I'm like where are they? And they say well you know they're scared they're scared for their families they're scared that their concerts will be protested but those are the same arguments people used in 1938. Hear more on the Hollywood in Toto podcast The Right Take on Entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform.